All right, so you guys know how axe throwing kind of took the nation by storm? No. Are we talking about, like, the nation of Norway circa 1443? Also, yes, but (laughs) America specifically, it feels like everywhere you go, maybe just because I've been traveling a lot by just using Courtney's traveling for work as an excuse to travel new places, almost always a top 10 thing to do in whatever city we're in happens to be go to the local axe throwing place. It's all the rage. And that just happens to be the place, the case everywhere. Did you have an axe throwing incident? I did not, but I found what the next axe throwing will be. Okay. The next axe throwing will be archery dodgeball. Sounds dumb and dangerous. Um, Sounds like axe throwing then. Yes. So uh, this past week, or I think a week and a half ago. Yes. Went to an archery dodgeball place in the D.C. area that the whole idea is that you separate into teams and you shoot arrows at each other. And if you get hit by the arrow, you are out and have to stand at the side. You (laughs) You don't die because they put little rubber ball things at the end. But it's going to be the next big thing. Just if you're investing in concepts instead of companies, invest in archery dodgeball. I just so, hope that the rubber ball doesn't shield the tip. In fact, it just replaces the tip. I assume it replaced. I never saw the ball thing come off. So that's a good sign. And nobody died. I think I should clarify now. <laughs> yeah. Where's Courtney? <laughs> she's not, she's not here. <laughs> oh. oh no. You found out. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And I'm Ben. Yeah, and this week we have on Ben from Fan the Flames, a football podcast for Liberty University. And if you haven't been paying attention and had your head in the sand these past few weeks or months or possibly even a year, I don't know, time is relative. Liberty is now in Conference USA. Yep. You could argue that Liberty Liberty has always been in the conference because Liberty is a key tenet of Americanism. (laughs) That is true. Can't have Conference USA without Liberty, right? Is there also a Freedom University? Nice. You know, the funny thing is, um, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever played like Super Mega Baseball or, I mean, even NCAA football and created a team. I always made like Freedom University or something like that, (laughs) some type of like spinoff. Because like I didn't want to have to go and search for like all the different graphics and stuff to like make the whole team. I was just like, ah, I'll make Freedom University. The one I always made was the University of Louisiana because it did not exist. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's actually true. a real thing. I've always apparently been a ULL hater. Anyway, I, I really think that since <laughs> the conference was founded in 1995, Conference USA, that is, they've always been wanting liberty in the conference. They've always been in the pursuit of liberty. <sighs> Ooh, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, and that's that's been another episode. Of- <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, guys. <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to make bad puns about our founding fathers and the things that they wrote. Instead, we're here to talk about Liberty University, their introduction into the conference and Liberty football itself. Um, but first, with the person we have on the show, uh, Ben, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you kind of have ties to Liberty University and what makes you so invested in Liberty Athletics? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I grew up a huge football fan, big sports fan, you know, my entire life. Uh, Played a lot of football growing up and then a little bit into college and, you know, wanted to go to Liberty ever since I was in high school. You know, it was either that or Penn State, you know, Penn State fan all through and through. Um, just was the local college team. I mean, where I grew up in Buffalo, New York, I mean, you know, no one really cares about college football up in the Northeast. I've learned, you know, and just, you know, it's weird because I just, I don't know if you guys saw, but on the map that, uh, I can't remember who put it out, but my County was marked as Oregon. And I'm <laughs> like, we have, and the funny thing is it makes a ton of sense. Cause I see a lot of, I knew a lot of kids in high school that were Oregon fans because of the whole Chip Kelly era. And so that's the funny thing is I would always be like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Like, why are you guys cheering for Oregon? They're not even anywhere near us, you know? So it was either that Ohio state or, you know, there were some Syracuse fans, but mostly for basketball. So anyways, you know, went to an undergrad that wasn't Liberty or uh, Penn state um, and went to a little small university just South of Rochester, um, our South two hours North I mean, southwest or southeast, rather, of uh, Buffalo and went there. And then after I got done, got my sports management, 
worked in a couple of different athletic departments and said, ah, I want to go get my master's. And I looked at five different schools that I really wanted to go to. One was Kennesaw State, which is funny because they're going to be joining our conference. Okay, yeah, future um, future conference foe there. Yep, yep. And then it was uh, it was Penn State was another one that I was looking into. It was kind of a long shot just because I just was like, ah, I don't really know if I want to go to that big of a university. And then um, App State was another one. Um uh, this is an interesting one, southeastern Louisiana. The reason oh, why hey. is because my uncle, okay. my my uncle uh, lives uh, lives down in Baton Rouge. So um, yeah, that's going to that's that. like the that's the college that half of our high school went to. Nathan and I went to the same high school, Slide Ohio, and in Slide Louisiana, about forty minutes from there. Slide Ohio yeah, now graduates Lions. in the southeastern auditorium. So I guess we <laughs> yeah. have that connection yeah, Lion, with the university now. Hashtag lion yeah. up or whatever. Lions and tigers yeah. and that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, but my mom who was trying to stop me from, shout out to my mom and my dad to love them to death, but they both didn't want me to move away um, all the way to Virginia, eight hours away. So I'd followed Liberty football, you know, the their FCS um, arrow in the Big South. Followed them a little bit, and then I was like, what the heck, I'll, I'll go down there. I tried to apply for um, a spot in the athletic department. Didn't get that. Got another job in the athletic department, more of a student job. So did that and got my master's. And shoot, it's coming on four years now. Um, moved down here. And, you know, the pandemic, to be honest, was what really switched me over from Penn State to Liberty um, Like as my number one. I still follow Penn State very very much but uh it's just like and college football as a whole but it's just i was like uh eh, you know what the heck why don't i just uh flip over to liberty so that's mostly my ties we can get into the maybe the start of the podcast uh, of my podcast later on yeah so moving down there almost more as an adult for graduate school i'm kind of curious like i've said several times on the show living in dc going to try to come down for that liberty game um was that in early november a lot of things in college towns are kind of dear, geared towards college kids, um, but going there maybe as a grad student, you may have had a different experience. Is there anything that you need to do while you're in Lynchburg, or what's that town really like uh, living down there now? Um, the cool thing about Lynchburg that I really enjoy is like it's a big enough city to like go do some things. But I'm someone who's become more of an introvert as time goes on. So, but it's there's also like a quietness to it, and there's not a lot of things going on. When it comes to having to worry about, you know, someone breaking into your house, I guess you could say. So the <laughs> nice, that's the nice thing about when it comes to Liberty. I mean, not Liberty, but Lynchburg is a very, very nice place to live. Um, when it comes to like things to do, I mean, you just have to be someone who's in the outdoors. You know, you guys open up the podcast talking about axe throwing. I mean, there's a lot of people here that just they go camping, hiking. That type of thing. I, I was worried you were about to say just like throwing axes out in the woods, <laughs> blind, yeah, just axes for, in the, for the fun of it. Yeah. Yep. So, and we, yeah. We just cut down trees every day. Um, yeah. and <laughs> Not we, even intentionally. You just throw an axe, see if it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But then we just send it to the local local paper mill. That's that's what you got to go see is you got to go to the local paper mill. Okay. Um, yeah. no, I'll I'm make sure kidding. to write that one down. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're probably not going to be able to do that during your time when you're uh, because I think it's a Thursday night game, right? Or is it a Saturday? It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday? Okay. So outside of that, man, I'll be honest with you. I don't really have like a surefire thing. There's a lot of cool historic stuff, but they're like probably a good 30 minutes away. Like uh, Appomattox, the the, Ooh, the surrender nice. for the Civil War is right around, around the corner from here. Um, that's really cool. Um, the National <laughs> D-Day Museum is really awesome not museum but memorial um is really really cool as well um so just some historical stuff there's not a ton in lynchburg we make our own fun i guess you could say by just campfires and all that type of stuff so yeah this is probably the right time to say that two of the three of us are history majors in college but not my but not not nathan (laughs) yep um yeah that's that's cool to hear i mean rustin's got a similar vibe it's smaller um, Lynchburg looks like they've got about 80,000 residents. Ruston's about 25 or somewhere in there, yeah. but it's very, it's very quiet, you know, you know, kind of like there's stuff to do if you know the right people. And if you don't, you just pass on through, you know, there's nothing to do. <laughs> but is, is there somewhere that I need to eat or drink while I'm in town? And this could go for other fans that might be in Lynchburg. 
in future? Is there like the place you have to make sure you get a burger or something at? Um, oof, there's quite a few. Um, I would give you three different places. There's Benjamin's. I don't own the restaurant. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's my favorite place. It's where I went. The past two birthdays I've celebrated there. Just love their food. They got crabs. They got burgers. They got um, catfish, all that good stuff, southern food. And then um, there's Iron and Ale. Great place to grab a beer and, you know, a burger. And then Bootleggers downtown is just fantastic. That's kind of the spot for like the 4th of July that was just you know around the corner uh just what last week two weeks yeah. ago I don't know I lose track of time <laughs> and um it's a good bud. I mean it's really cool because it's called the Hill City Lynchburg is that's our nickname because like and which is cool and also it kind of sucks if you're uh <laughs> not in shape so um you don't really necessarily want to walk it <laughs> um because there's there's three or four levels to the city, but with bootleggers it's cool because it's like the second to the lowest level, and like it's a cool spot for fireworks. And um, we're actually putting in a, like a concert venue down by our river, uh, the James River. So we'll be able to like you can probably watch a concert from the bootleggers. Pretty cool. Nice. Sounds very hipsterish. <laughs> no, sounds, hence, it sounds hence like me and Nathan yeah? speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there one final question. There is axe throwing. Like, I, I, if I look up that. right now on TripAdvisor or whatever website, top ten things to do in Lynchburg, I'll bet you an escape room and axe throwing will be in the top of the list just based off of what you said. Because that was even true for towns like San Diego. It listed an escape room. <laughs> anyway, yep. um, so dumb. One one final <laughs> thing. One final thing for me specifically in terms of Lynchburg, because I'm probably of the people in this group, the one that has the most use for this information as soon as I may be able to use it. Is there really a tailgating scene for Liberty football? Uh, tech football like depends on the time of year and how the weather is, but when tech football is doing well and the weather's nice, it's a nice place to tailgate. Is Liberty kind of the same way or is it much more subdued due to the nature of the campus? So it's subdued in the nature of the campus, but it's not subdued in the amount of people that do it. See what I'm saying? Uh, okay. like, you're not going to find a, I mean, it's a dry campus, so no one's drinking, but you're going to find some awesome food. I can, pass on, I can pass on the liquor for good food. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, like I said, I grew up on the Penn state tailgates and those were insane and they were great and I enjoyed it, but you know, it's really nice. Cause it's, it's kind of a place where you can, you know, bring the whole family like you're, and that's the cool thing is we're we're very welcoming to a lot of our uh, like opposing fans. We, we'll we'll tailgate with them. We're like whatever, cool, come on, um, you know. And we uh we have a new thing that we started last year called Tailgate Town, which you can actually rent a uh, uh, a tent. And actually, our university uh, event and marketing they set up the tent for you. You just pay for it, and then you just bring the food and stuff. Oh. Um. And it's just a fantastic thing that they did. And we had a whole bunch of people do it last year. And it, I think it's going to grow this year for sure. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really looking forward to heading down there. I was so happy that it was a Saturday game and not a Thursday game, which for would make a travel. Tuesday game. Yeah, much more <laughs> difficult down to Lynchburg. But yeah, let's actually kind of transition a little bit into talking some sports rather than you know, Lynchburg, the campus and and everything like that. Let's talk Liberty Athletics. Um, like you said, you didn't go there for, for undergrad, but you've been there uh, recently when they've had some success in football. Uh, but most recently was this past year. And if you're like me, you really started paying attention to Liberty after they were announced to be a future Conference USA mate. And this past year started exceedingly well for the Flames, started 8-1 and one under Coach Hugh Freeze, but then dropped – their last four to some pretty weak teams, including another conference mate, New Mexico state. What do you think exactly happened there down the stretch? Um, so a little inside baseball here was, uh, what's football after so. they, uh, <laughs> if you're, uh, yeah, it's football. Uh, but, uh, if you guys would, um, look up at some point, Hugh freeze, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, we're, and after yeah. the game, <laughs> he gets interviewed by two, four, seven and says, yeah, you would think that, uh, you know, I can win some ball games. Uh, I could definitely coach again in the SEC. And we're like, huh, 
you just said two weeks ago that you're really, really happy here and you don't see yourself uh, moving here unless it's a couple of different places. And um, one of the things that just went past me, and this is, I mean, all due respect to Hugh Freeze, you know, I'm not going to cheer for him um, at Auburn. I mean, just because of the way that he did it, you know, um, just knowing some different things of, it was just a little frustrating that uh, he has every right to go and find a job and do it, but he kind of like gave up on Liberty right after that Arkansas game once his rumors started picking up. And there were some people saying inside that, uh, you know, he started recruiting for uh, Auburn, you know, already. So he was, I think, very focused on, you know, getting there. and So more than one foot out the door, kind of more a foot and a half, maybe yeah, a, a foot and, and three quarters out the door. Yeah, and that's okay. It, it is what it is. Um, it, it was very frustrating to watch it all play out, but it was even more frustrating that the morning before the last game, which is a senior night uh, by all means, that uh, it's announced that he's going to become the next Auburn head coach. And uh, just a lot of players that approached him, and um, I got to see kind of where an angle where you know, I could see a lot of the players and they just didn't seem like they wanted to be there. Um, so, you know, and that it is what it is. It was frustrating, but, uh, you know, we were very thankful for Chadwell and we hope, I hope the best for freeze. I don't, uh, cheer for him the, uh, in the sense of like failure, but I not going to cheer for him to win either, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, because I do think, I do thank him for what he did at Liberty in his time being, you know, um, he really, really did a great job. I mean, the success we had coming right off off the, you know, the transition. So from FCS to FBS. Coaching in the hospital bed up in the press box, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my first year on campus. That was pretty wild. And, you know, um, <laughs> thankful that uh, he, uh, he's still alive. You know, that's, that's, that's good um, because he was, he was in some dire straits for sure. So um, uh, by no means, no ill will, just, uh, I mean, uh, how can I che- how can I cheer for a guy now? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, what do fans of Louisiana Tech need to know about Liberty football? You know, for this upcoming season or just in general? Like, what's the what what should we know? Like, what kind of style are y'all expected to play? I know you have a new coach and everything, but you know what what kind of team should we expect this year? Yeah, um, you know, uh, kind of piggybacking off of. Uh, just what last year was, you know, you know, I think we're going to have a similar team in the sense of very explosive offense. And um, I think what's lost in a lot of this turnover, transfer portal, you know, coaching change is that we, we acquired a coach who has been very successful at the G5 level with Coastal and uh, speaking of, you know, going about with uh, Freeze, you know, Chadwell kind of finished a little bit the same uh, last year and um, not so much with uh, the rumors that he's definitely going to Liberty as Freeze was with Auburn um, for their last game. Um, but I know that they struggled in the back half of last year. Um, a little bit, I mean, can be brought on the fact that McCall was hurt. So, you know, maybe not yeah. the same situation, but, you know, with Liberty, the awesome thing that I see is we got guys coming back who are leaders um, on both the offensive and def- defensive side, guys who have been consistent. And when it comes to the off- starting on the offensive side, we got four quarterbacks competing for the job. And they're all, you know, I don't, we don't, we kind of don't know a ton about uh, Trey Lowe just yet. He's Southern Miss transfer. Um, but I hate him already. I guess he, <laughs> yeah, he, he left that that awful program. So maybe yes. we should root for him. Yeah, yeah. He, he saw the and, wiser of his ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God bless him. And shout out to Sippy Sports Show. I don't know if you guys know him. Um, he's Southern Miss guy. He's f- filled us in a little bit on Trelo. We've kind of burned those bridges a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. recognize that name though. Yeah, I don't but, recognize that one either. But, but we've we, like, burned quite we, a few. Uh, they're one of our old, old, old rivals, and like 1920s era rivals. Yeah. And, oh wow! And baseball, uh, we we really like to oh. try to get under their skin with baseball stuff. So I've definitely seen the baseball stuff. <laughs> yep. 
For sure. We, we won the conference championship um, last year on their field and pretty relentlessly let them have it on Twitter. So, Oh, I think I was uh, even on you guys' side on that because, I mean, goodness, you guys are conference mates and they abandoned you guys. So, Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody abandoned us. <laughs> well, every, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yep. you can't. I don't blame anyone who left. I've probably said this on the show before. I don't blame anyone that left for the American. Yeah. Go get that yeah, bag. Yeah. But if you're leaving for the Sun Belt, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. The only one that really fit was Old Dominion. Like super fit. You know I what kept I mean? forgetting like, they're really? in the conference. If it <laughs> yeah. was the fact that I could drive to those games from the D.C. area, I just would not remember them or Charlotte even being in Conference USA. Yeah, yeah. God bless Charlotte and the American. We'll see what they do. Be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs an automatic win. If it comes to conference play, even better. But yeah, yep. I- I'm kind of curious what the expectations are for Liberty this year, though. Uh, we mentioned the coaching change going from Hugh Freeze to uh, Jamie Chadwell from uh, Coastal Carolina, who's had a lot of success for the Chanticleers. But with what Liberty's able to, been able to do in the past, they've had some successful campaigns but outside of the 2020 season, which was funky for a lot of reasons, the Flames' yep. best record under Hugh Freeze, again, excluding that 2020 year, was 8-5, and five, uh, which yep. I was kind of surprised by doing this research, thinking that Liberty had kind of run through being an independent the past few years. So you have a new coach, a new conference, coming off a bunch of seasons of success, but the kind of success we were used to under Skip Holtz of hooray, a bowl game, hooray, a bowl game win, but not quite reaching the threshold. You feel like you should. What do you really expect from Chadwell in the first year as a Liberty's coach? Um, big expectations, honestly. Um, but really, even in the first year. Time. Oh yeah. Um, I think what, um, is kind of, Hasn't been like going back to losing people in the portal. We've also added incredible players in the portal. Um, many power five, actually, some of them were in line to be starters. Jordan White being one of them from West Virginia. Um, Xavier Gray, who was a three year starter at Akron and was being recruited by Virg- the likes of Virginia, um, I think NC State and a few other colleges. Um, and we have a line that's that's coming together as a ton of highly recruited uh, players, including a Jack Tucker, who was a just a couple just last year. He he came from uh, Texas Tech, um, is an excellent tackle who might not even start. Um, you know, he's he's very very talented. Was a borderline four star recruit just a year ago and coming out of high school. And I mean, just, I mean, getting into Texas Tech, I mean, that's power five school. Uh, you know, it's a little bit harder to start right away yeah. um, as a freshman, a true freshman. So, but he came because of, you know, um, some connections that he, he started to have with the coaches, uh, the new coaching staff. And then, I mean, geez, we, we added some players like Quentin Cooley from Wake Forest, James Jointer from uh, Arkansas, another top 25 running back in the nation coming out of school uh high school and then you know some wide receivers as well that are very talented and and then i mean uh, some defensive players too like the the portal and the recruiting that we did um the biggest one that you guys are going to be able to see in the long run is reese mooney um we just had recently a four-star quarterback commit to us uh from img academy i don't know if you guys saw that but um I mean, what's going to be kind of lost and might get lost in that is the fact that we just recruited uh, another very highly, you know, rated quarterback in Reese Mooney, who's coming in as a freshman next year. In a couple of years, we're talking about, you know, a guy that can really build this team. Um, So the nice thing is there's high expectations for this year because of our schedule. Um, you know, and that's not this really say about conference USA. It's just our non-conference schedule, despite not having an FCS opponent. Um, you were playing old dominion, you, uh, university at Buffalo, which is a school I know very well. The other two are Bowling Green, which is, I mean, they were a bowl team last year, but they lost to New Mexico state. And then, uh, what was the other one? Uh, UMass, UMass. and yeah. yeah, and UMass is. Not you know, exactly the uh, the toughest out of conference schedule I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and UMass lasts about a minute on the field. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And ODU is going to be tough. They're going to come in here swinging because they they've 
you know, gotten beaten up by the past two years. And those players know our players. Uh, I mean, the ones that have stayed pretty well. So we'll see. Yeah. And that Old Dominion game comes at an interesting point in the schedule the week after the tech game does as, as well. Just because mm-hmm. with a new coach, there's time to figure things out to get to that point. It may take a few games for you to figure out who your quarterback is, for example, since you have, th- I, I see three listed on a couple websites when I was doing some research and you mentioned four that may compete for that starting job. Uh, you may yep. not have the same quarterback going into the Bowling Green game in week one as you do in the New Mexico State game in week two. But by the time you play Tech and Old Dominion in November, you probably know who your quarterback is at that point. Um, and that's oh, yeah. what really scares me as a Tech fan is I feel like we'll have a better shot of being good out the gate in terms of we know who our quarterback's going to be. It's going to be the transfer Hank Bachmeyer. Uh, we have a second-year coach. But this would be a game I would feel better about if this was the Week 0 game where we're playing FIU instead. I'd feel much yeah. better playing Liberty out the gate than I would that late in the season. If I'm a tech fan, we haven't really even started to do our previews for tech football in this upcoming year. We're trying to make sure uh, since we have four new conference mates to kind of talk to and and learn some things about the new uh, additions to conference USA. But that's where I'm at with this game specifically is I'm nervous about it just with how late in the schedule it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Looking at Liberty's schedule. I mean, obviously the new conference USA is uh, not the toughest and then you know, the out of conference isn't, isn't tough. I mean, what, if you want, if you were to put a number on it, what's your like expectation for wins or like, what do you think you'll look back and be like successful season, right? Is it, you know, is it six and six? Probably not right with that schedule, but what do you think? Um, it's probably nine or 10 to be honest. Um, you know, college winning college football games is hard. doesn't matter what your, what your schedule strength is. I mean, last year, geez, we shoot, we had, uh, Arkansas, BYU, Wake Forest, oh, and Virginia Tech. And and we were just like, you know, oh my goodness, what a great schedule. And then we ended out the schedule with schedule strength 117th. Now, don't get me wrong, ours is the lowest this year. But it's like I I it, it's it's just funny when when it comes to like Yeah, um, you can try you can try as hard as you want, right? And schedule four power five like yeah, four power five opponents, and you still end up bottom of the barrel, and that's crazy. Yep, yep, exactly. And BYU had a quarterback that went to the NFL. Arkansas is going to have a quarterback who's going to go to the NFL. Virginia Tech, you know, they're a local team that is going to have – they're ACC. They had, they had talent. They may not have been very, very talented last year, but they still had talent. And then um, who's the other team I'm missing? Oh, Wake Forest had Sam Hartman. Yeah, they were right when y'all played. Yeah, them. and we only lost to them by two points. One point. One point. Yeah. So it's just like we built this schedule to be like, and people are like, "Oh, can't wait to go." And it's like, and then you know, the tough thing was when we transitioned uh, from independent to Conference USA. People didn't realize what our future or independent schedules were. They were going to be very similar to this Conference USA schedule with a with a South Carolina mixed in, with a um, Virginia mixed in, with a Virginia Tech mixed in. I mean, and maybe some Sunbelt teams, but we were not going to have the best schedule um, just projecting the future. You know, it's not yeah. like we were playing against a bunch of SEC and Big Ten opponents. You know, yeah. um, so it, it just it was kind of like. It was. It just was frustrating. So, like this year, as we have a weak schedule, it's like, but do we though? Because we don't really know Jacksonville State if they're going to be any good. They just did nine and two last year, and they could have been a automatic qualifier to the. Um, I mean, they won their conference technically, um, so they could have. They could have done something in the FCS playoffs. And then you look at um, uh, Sam Houston State. They're two yeah, they, years removed from a national yeah. title, and they've 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 redshirted everybody. So like. You know, we don't know what it looks like. So that's why it's like, ah, 10 and 2 would be very successful. But I mean, it's also okay to be realistic. And, you know, yeah, we got a uh, new coach and uh, a ton of turnover on the roster. So, yeah, I think that's the point from social media specifically that as a tech fan is a little bit annoying and was annoying from the moment that Liberty got announced to be a Conference USA edition was the idea that. Okay, yeah, the Flames are going to come in and win every Conference USA game because they're just that much better than everybody. Uh, they yeah. are the and and y'all may be the best team in the conference next year. It's very possible that you are, but 
that was the thing that annoyed at least me as a tech fan and me as a fan of Conference USA football. Liberty may come into this conference with a new coach and struggle, right? Yep. That that's that's a possibility here. It's probably not the most likely co- possibility, considering the fact that teams like FIU exist <laughs> in this conference. Yeah. But, FIU, who beat yeah. us last year, by the way. Yeah, but, but um, I'm still going to punch <laughs> up if I can. I guess the idea that that every team in here is just an FCS team feels insulting to the conference, and that kind of sucks from having you know everyone leave for the AAC or Sun Belt recently. Uh, I I hope Liberty does well. I hope we beat Liberty in November. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I hope that this is a a welcome addition to the conference and boosts our, if nothing else, our morale in terms of <laughs> having having a good team. But at the same time, it's like you said the first sentence. I think you said in your your explanation, it's hard to win college football games at this level, no matter who you're playing. Yep. And and just wanted to add before, we're just talking about football here. I think this is going to be a great basketball conference. I think this could be a great baseball, softball, even volleyball. Ba- baseball you know? is going to be tough because we we got rid of a lot of dead weight when they all went to the American. I mean, so and we lost like we lost Rice, which has not been great, but historic. Southern yeah, Miss yeah. to the Sun Belt hurt. Yeah, like that mm-hmm. that one actually hurt. But teams like Charlotte, teams like UTSA, North Texas didn't even have a baseball team. I get to like to bring that up as often as I can. Marshall, who played at the local YMCA, who left for the Sun Belt. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's not a joke. They literally played at the YMCA field because they didn't yeah. have a stadium wow. on campus. Couldn't, couldn't play at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh. More than once, a game was tied because it had to be called due to darkness. Yeah. So, oh so yeah. the fact that, especially Liberty in those aspects, Liberty baseball has been great these past three years, and that's not just me being a big baseball guy. I'm excited mm-hmm. for this just because it elevates the football prowess of the conference when it really needs it. We definitely, as much dead weight as we lost, we also lost some heavy hitters. Yep. This is, this is kind of exciting for me. Yeah. And I think, uh, I just want to say, you know, obviously the conference picked up Dallas Baptist as the, uh, as a baseball only team. And so, so I think, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm really happy about it. They're about 20 minutes from my house. Um, got to go watch us get destroyed three times <laughs> earlier this year but um, i almost flew down for that yeah i went to four baseball games that weekend it was very fun but um i'm just saying like y'all gotta have a there's gotta be like a baptist rivalry between liberty and uh and dbu in baseball you know like a named rivalry series or something the fight for the sacrament that's, that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not it but <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll that's workshop it. We'll find that's something. That's more of a the Catholic thing, war. right? I, I don't know. But um, yeah. The Holy War. Yeah. yeah. Like the Crusades. You see, that's that also Catholic. should be Never mind. between us and GCU or us and BYU. That's what it should be. But, yeah. you know, I guess it's Utah and BYU. I grew up Presbyterian, so we'd call this the Great Schism. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's what I was going to say. It's, there's some kind of. There's that, something in there. Baptist schism or so I don't know, but yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll <laughs> oh, workshop yeah, we it. We got time. We got time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on that topic, I mean, so we, you know, know very little about Liberty and, you know, kind of the history of your program. Like we were talking earlier about how we hate Southern Miss. I mean, who do you guys hate? Um, It's hilarious because coastal Carolina. <laughs> Good old CCBB. Okay. Why? So back in the FCS days, big South days, we were the two that were always competing for the title. Oh, I thought it was because they're a chicken. <laughs> no, no. Um, so they were the closest conference team, one of the closest conference teams. Um, and they always were, I mean, they were trading blows every year when it came to uh, championship titles. And we, there was a big thing at the time, which I have one of the shirts because they brought it back when we uh, played them back in 2020. Uh, so I was thankful that I got it because it's an iconic shirt. It's called Beat Coastal on the shirt and um it's just a red shirt and then block lettering beat coastal and like the classic you know how nice. they get the pins you know at different schools you get the pins with the beat whoever beat tech who beat who you know what i mean and yeah. uh don't it's, get those it's, pins. it's just yeah yeah don't <laughs> get those pins yeah um so like uh it, it's just it it was really cool um but uh yeah it's coastal and um, so when we beat them in 2020, it was really, really good. And 
uh, it just had a great feeling uh, because, you know, the Coastal had some success coming up just like we did. And but earlier because they started in 2014. Yeah. And it just was really funny uh, when, you know, they got all hyped up about this whole thing. And then we went and stole their entire coaching staff. So um, that was really fun. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Because I think that's one thing we really miss about this new conference USA is being robbed of our rivals. I mean, uh, Southern Miss to the Sun Belt and UAB to the American Athletic is just kind of like, well, who do we hate? I mean, we invited Sam Houston. That's our geographic rival, I guess. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really have anything against. They the have Bearcats. a giant. They have a giant statue. We can make fun of that, I guess. Yeah, I want to top one over, but that doesn't really <laughs> mean I hate them. That's just more me wanting to be destructive. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's one thing I'm looking forward to in this new conference is, I mean, having people like you on the show, making these connections with, with other fan accounts, but also just, you know, learning to, to good old fashioned hate another team again. Yeah. Um, yeah. After our heart was broken by conference realignment, it just feels good to hate again. So hopefully <laughs> yeah. we'll be able to find someone. And I don't mean that in a literal sense, like we all respect yeah, each other. Sure. We, yeah. I, yeah. Even at our worst, we false. didn't actually hate UAB. We just enjoyed the idea of the shit talking. But <laughs> UAB, yeah, but, but USM, nah, man. No, I, no. I mean, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, use that as an example. For exa- Again, that goes back to the 1920s when we were a Louisiana Industrial Institute and they were the Mississippi Teachers College. We've hated them for a long time. But that's really what I'm looking forward to is just, you know, playing these teams, getting to know these teams. New Mexico State, I don't know who that is. Like they're hey, a team we used on, to play they, them before yeah, Whack. Not, yeah, before my time though. Our last conference championship about? was won over New Mexico State, sir. Your freshman year, your freshman year, bro. My freshman year was the last year we were in the WAC, so I barely got to know them. I I think too much when I think of freshman year, I think of the Texas A and M game, not the the beatdown of New Mexico State. Uh, so about Texas A&M. I think we actually only won 28 to 14, which was the lowest point total we had that year. Okay. But anyway, yeah, uh, it was just a safe assumption that we <laughs> yeah. beat them down. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that's what I'm excited for. Same, playing Sam Houston State, playing Jacksonville State, getting to know these teams, because that's kind of what we did in Conference USA in 2012 or 2013 moving forward. is just kind of building these relationships with these teams. And that's really what I'm looking forward to with all this is just, you know, having a conference again. And who knows how long this stands? Who knows how long Conference USA even exists? But it will be pretty nice to to kind of, you know, have this sense of conference unity again for at least a little bit. Back to the yeah. Mountain West confirmed. <laughs> yeah. San Diego oh, State, Takusa confirmed, I think, actually, is what that means. Yes. We play San Diego. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> we play San Diego State in uh, five years. Oh, yeah. Oh. In San Diego. To go to that. I will definitely be going to that. They could just transition that into a uh, conference game. Hell yeah. Why not? (laughs) Come on in, San Diego State. (laughs) I would Um, say the water's fine, but the water's finer where you are. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess uh, the team that I'm looking forward to playing, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, who are you looking forward to kind of learning more about, finding more, you know, finding a rivalry? Like, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on the new conference? And like, who are you looking forward to seeing the Flames play this year the most i would play the fiddle of you know hey i'm on a tech podcast so i'd say tech but it is a little <laughs> bit of western kentucky for ge- geographical reasons oh, yeah, that makes Definitely. sense um them and even middle te- middle tennessee um because yeah. we've played them in the past and you know it's just it's cool to just see a little bit of consistency but i mean the one that uh i'm actually that's underrated is uh jacksonville state um we played them in the a sun um, so we were conference mates for a total of two years, um, in the sun, but never got to play them in football, obviously, cause they were FCS. And, um, uh, that was one other team. Speaking of another team, uh, that we did not like was not Jacksonville state. There was a few others. Um, but Lipscomb just wanted to shout them out real quick. Uh, they were, they also tried to claim LU because they're also LU, but, uh, they never got the patent because we went and got the trademark and whatever. Um, so that was always a fun one. So, uh, yeah, Jacksonville State's going to be a lot of fun. Really excited about with them. I, I really think they're going to be a huge surprise. I got a little – I'm, I'm going to throw it out there right now. I'm saying they're getting eight wins this year. Oh, wow. I think they're going to shock some people. I, and I think uh, 
the Bulldogs are going to shock some people too. So, you know, I know you guys are going back to back uh, three win seasons, Whew. you know. And shock, had, shock had people in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> good way. Good way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good way. I could see you guys winning oh God, seven how games. How can they win negative one games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see you guys winning seven games for sure. Um, you know, and Middle Tennessee will be solid, but, you know, I, I think the top four are going to be, you know, Liberty, Western Kentucky, uh, Tech, Middle Tennessee, or, or uh, Jacksonville State. I really think they're going to shock a lot of people. Um, for sure. Um, I feel like what most people's knowledge of Jacksonville State is, they go, oh, Jacksonville, Florida. They go, no, Jacksonville, Alabama. And they go, oh, yeah. and that's it. No yeah. no follow-up questions, no more thought about the program. They yeah. just realize it's not in that Jacksonville and stop paying attention. Yeah, so um, I'm looking here. Tech and Liberty have never played before in football. I don't know about the other sports, but um, never played before in football. So this will be the first uh, first ever meeting which doesn't happen very often for us because we've been playing football since 1903 or 1901 consistently. So, you know, we've played a lot of teams, but never played Liberty. I think we've played you guys in basketball one time. Hmm. I think. I have no idea. I think that's the only time. But yeah, I, I wish they just I, put I all the media that. guides together so you didn't have to open up each one to figure out what teams we've played and what sports. Yeah, true. True. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, whole conference pans out. I, I know that there's one thing that I can guarantee. I don't think FIU is going to be very good, so I'm not really that excited for them. Um, so if there's a team that I'm not excited for, I'll give you guys that FIU as well. Nice. Well, not nice if you're FIU, but eh, I mean. Yeah. They'll be all right. Yeah. They got <laughs> the beach or whatever. Yeah, they beat so. us without a quarterback. Is that FIU or Southern Miss? Southern Miss did that. Yeah, yeah. Southern Miss did that, that. Good old Southern Miss. Southern Miss almost did that to us last year with the first uh, <laughs> game of the year. It was insane. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that too much. Anyway, um, so I, th- I think we're pretty much at, at the end here uh, of, of this little mini interview. Where can people follow your Twitter account and podcast and, and whatever? Where can people follow you online? Yeah, so well, um, we're trying to get the Instagram rolling, but uh, Twitter's my our biggest social media presence. I have a little link tree on my Twitter account, which is FTF Football uh, Pod. We got stuff coming down the pipeline here. Um, we've all been busy. I got three three other hosts. Um, shout out to James Knuckles, uh, Jeremiah Flincham, and uh, Head Honcho of uh, the Flamesville. Uh, and uh, editor-in-chief Kyle Griesinger. Um, you know, you can find all of them, uh, the other Jerry L.U., and uh, let's see, James Knuckles. I think it's just James Knuckles. Knuckles, N-U-C-K-O-L-S. And then Kyle Griesinger is a – he's Liberty Mountain Views. Um, he, he provides a ton of great content. I think you guys will really enjoy him during the season. Especially, he's a big football guy. That's his main thing. Um, he uh, will do like a lot of highlights during the season and clips during the game. So he 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 has he's kind of techy like that. When none of us really know how to do any of that. So <laughs> he he uh, he does all that. So you guys will if you like you're missing like highlights or something, um, and you're like, hey, let's see what Liberty's up to as you guys are leading up to playing us, uh, or if we're in the final battle to to win it. I mean, not to win it all, but to get to that uh, conference title all. spot, you know. Yeah, it's been a while since he's been in a conference. Trying to remember what the term for conference championship is. <laughs> hey, man, you guys have a shot this year, so he's another guy you want to follow. So um, that's that's kind of all where you can find us. Yeah, definitely. So thanks so much for joining. Um, we may definitely have to have you on again as as that game approaches. Um, in yeah, November. for sure. And you guys are more than welcome to come on to mine as well and. Uh, we'll, we'll give you guys, I mean, we're all pretty laid back. Kyle might give you guys some crap. Um, he's, (laughs) he's a little bit more, he's, he's a controversial guy. He likes to stir up, uh, stir the pot. So nice. Sounds like fun though. Yeah. We'll definitely have to, to take you up on that. Um, yeah, thanks so much for joining. Yeah. And thank you guys for having me on and look forward to playing you guys. Definitely. Yeah. So transitioning into the tweet of the week. 
we had some good nominations for it this week. I mean, mostly kind of informative, you know, Landon Tompkins being picked by the pirates in the 10th round, uh, you know, the, the Troy Edwards tweet from Kane McGuire, you yeah, know, just dunking on one. Michael Crabtree all over the place. Uh, the reminder that we were two and zero against power five teams in bowl games, but instead this week's tweet of the week goes to at conference USA. We're that far deep in where we've turned to just giving them tweet of the week because we're that far in. Yeah. <laughs> conference USA hall of fame class of 2023. The honors go to Kenneth Dixon at underscore bonehead underscore Tez underscore the I love that he possibly, kept that as his handle the whole time. Yeah. He's bonehead Tez. I don't know what to tell you. Possibly the best running back, one of the best players in Louisiana Tech history, is a Conference USA Hall of Famer now officially. And I can't think of anybody else that has ever played for the conference that deserves it more. So congratulations, Mr. Dixon or Mr. Bonehead. <laughs> Mr. Tez, I suppose. Mr. Um, Tez, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just watching even the like 25 second long video clip they tweeted, uh, I'm really excited. I'm just like, God, can we have somebody that electric on the field again? I mean, probably not. Dude's like a, you know, record setting for a, an evening, I suppose. But we were talking in chat the other day, like, imagine if his 2013 season hadn't been derailed by injury and by the team being so terrible, you know. He he still broke the record with only like what ten or eight or something eight touchdowns that season. He still broke the record for most touchdowns in a season or in a career. So yeah. I mean, the dude was really special. Obviously, um, you know we love him. Everybody knows that. You know, ninety nine yard touchdown run against ULL, the several touchdowns in the Texas A and M game. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean. Getting his jersey number ripped off in the New Orleans Bowl in his last <laughs> game ever and having to borrow Carlos Henderson's number. I mean, come on. Come on. Just incredible. Yeah. The stories that will be told about that man and the stories that already have been alone qualify him for that honor of Conference USA Hall of Famer. Tech Hall of Famer, certainly. If he's not by now, he will be soon. And uh, we should start our own Hall of Fame so we can induct him as the first member. Yeah, the GTPDD Hall of Fame inaugural yeah. class of Kenneth Dixon. Of Kenneth Dixon. And then I think we should probably add some bowlers after that, just because that's that's how we've rolled these past couple years. But yeah. <laughs> rolled. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that about wraps it up. <laughs> oh, you want to go? For the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or follow us on Instagram or threads just because you never know when Twitter's finally going to pull the plug, gtpdd.dog. And if that name sounds familiar, that's because that's the URL of our website and blog, gtpdd.dog. You can either enter that into the Instagram search bar or, you know, the URL bar of your favorite web browser. Or however threads works. Or just however wait for works. it to randomly show up in the algorithm. Yeah, I... I, I <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to know how threads work. Uh, maybe someday we'll figure it out. It baffles modern science. But if you go to gtpd.dog slash shop in your URL internet browser thing, you can find this month's merch of the month. That's right. We're no longer doing shirts of the month. We're doing merch of the month to be more inclusive towards things that aren't shirts. This month's merch is beer glasses. How progressive of us. <laughs> exactly. Four different beer glasses to be the most progressive Featuring our classic logo with the three stripes in our name, the new cursive uh, script logo, the bulldog driving a car that is most notable for being on our sticker this year, and also the tech bulldog, a bulldog that says tech. I mean, that's the best description I can give you. Yep, pretty all much. All four of those glasses are available on the shop. You can either get them individually or save some money and get all four or just two of them by themselves, uh, mix and match, do whatever. Also, while you're there, we have all the previous merch. We have tanks, we have shirts, we have hats, we have stickers, like I mentioned a second ago. Check them all out. If you haven't in a while, we may have added some things since you last paid attention. GTPDD.dog slash shop. This was a long one. Yep. Uh, maybe I'm stumbling through words because I'm eating sunflower seeds, even though I'm not. Evan, <laughs> what's the deal with sunflower seeds? 
Uh, you can use our code GOTEC, all one word, at checkout of ChinookSeedery.com to get some of the best seeds. Um, as evidenced by my gigantic bowl of spit out seeds sitting right next to my microphone right now. Uh, they're a great snack, you know, healthy, not a lot of sodium in these sunflower seeds, unlike all other sunflower seeds. So, uh, they got great flavors. I've been eating on a bag of hatch chili, um, lately, and that is my go-to flavor. So anyway, uh, we get like a 10% or something. I don't know. We've never actually gotten money from it, but you know, help us out, buy some sunflower seeds. Um, and you too can have a giant bowl of discarded seeds. Yeah, and if you also want to help us out, review us on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever else they review podcasts. Uh, coming up on the end of this you know, year, the, the New start York of the next Times season. or something like that. The New York that. Times, yeah. yeah, the New York Post, maybe <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Yeah, you know, support an, uh, you know, put an op-ed in the Chicago <laughs> Tribune if you can. All those things would be a lot of help. Uh, or you know, just continue to follow us on whatever social media platform still exists at the moment. But until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And go tech, please don't die. Woo! Furthest I've been west is Cedar Point. Furthest I've been south is North Carolina. Furthest I've been north is... Yeah. Yeah, love it. I went there in like 2011, but I'm still thinking about it. We might have been there at the same time in 2011. Okay. So. I, the only reason I even know is because I bought a shirt that had the year on it. What the fuck it. you guys are talking about? Oh, jeez. Amusement Point in Sandusky, oh, Ohio. Oh, yeah. I know what to go. I'm terrified yeah. of roller coasters. So, pass. Oh, same. See, it was raining part. the day that I went. So, there was no lines for any of the coasters, but it wasn't hard enough rain for them to close the coasters. Yes. There is a 0% chance. The only way I would ever set foot on a thrill dragster or any similar roller coaster is if my wife or child's life was on the line. I would never, ever get on that. <laughs> Quick, the fastest way to your wife or child is by riding I'm this roller gone, coaster because they're near the exit. That, yeah, that, that ends where it en- enters, where you enter. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>